tuning in to the World XP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please remember to drop a sub, drop a like, and leave your thoughts down below in the comments. With that, we will see you guys in the podcast. Hey, bro. Welcome back. Good to be back. You know the, you know the vibes. You know the- Dude, you were one of the, the OG episodes, bro. Episode number three. Sheesh. It's been two years, dog. <coughs> remember we found that basketball court? Yeah, I never went back. I drove by it a couple times. So dope. So yeah, we found a basketball court in the woods. It was like the greatest thing. It was literally like some shit out of Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not you shot too hard. You're gonna take a little trip because when that ball gets to rolling down that hill, <laughs> it was. You're gonna be in the creek behind, like behind in the forest, yep. behind trees. I mean, when we were down there, we had to send me because you can't send black people into the forest alone. I wasn't see. I don't do snakes. I don't do bugs. Now, see, I started killing bugs only because now I got a kid. Mm. Bugs. But That's interesting. I don't, I don't fool with bugs like that, though. And also, if people say that I'm wrong for saying that, you agreed with me, so it's fine. You co-signed me saying that. You co-signed me. Yeah. Because I do not believe that we should be in the forest. <laughs> 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 that's the white people shit bro somebody had a bit about that i forgot some comedian had a bit about that when it was like um it's like the the bit starts like oh well, why don't black people ski and then it's like well they don't have access it's like just say you don't know like when when you ask somebody a black person like why white people go like cage diving with sharks you're like i don't know some white people shit <laughs> like that's a perfect it's a perfectly acceptable answer no you know what was crazy i had yeah. a friend so I was on, I, I literally was on Facebook, right? And I reposted some wild shit, right? It was, uh, it was a picture of these white people with, uh, like, shackles on. And it was, like, they had T-shirts that said, I'm sorry. And it was so crazy because everyone was, like, talking I about I think that. I saw that. Yeah, and I, like, reposted it. And I was just, like, damn, that's dumb. Like, and then, like, the, <laughs> one of my homegirls, because, like, I didn't want to offend anybody because it's, like, I know all white people aren't bad people it's just there's a certain you know group of them that still have those beliefs from back in the day i understand that so yeah <laughs> i'm looking <laughs> i'm looking at or actually i get off facebook for like hours and then i wake up the next day and i have like multiple comments from two people one being a, a white dude that i you know used to hoop with and play ball with back in the day never found him to be racist or anything like that he's yeah he's like chill whatever never offended me or anything like that the other one was one of my homegirls who's mixed, but she's mixed with more things than just white. So she basically was like, her original comment was like, damn, dumbass white people, essentially. And that's what I wanted to avoid saying because I didn't want to disrespect the whole genre like I normally do. Because let's be real, everyone, when you say that, you're usually talking about the whole group. So... I was like, damn. Like, also, I was, it's funnier that way. Exactly. So then that way you're not offending a direct person. Yeah. I laugh at the comment, right? Because I'm like, oh, that's harmless. I haven't read the rest of the comments. I look at the rest of the comments. My friend, literally, my, my homeboy, the white dude, he literally snaps. He's like, all white people are the same. And I'm like, oh, shizzy. Like, <laughs> why are you so <laughs> upset? And it's so crazy because, like, I'm hanging out with one of our other homeboys who's also white. He's one of my best friends. His name's Frank. And 
me and Frank are like why, like looking at these comments together, and I'm like, well, Frank, how do you feel about the situation as a white man? And Frank looks at me, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, those white people are pretty dumb. Like, and I and I don't know whether he took it as if she was, you know, pressing all white people out about that situation, or if you know he just didn't like the fact that she called out, you know, what it was for the most part, but. It was a whole ordeal, and then I had to end up intervening because they kept going to the point where oh, they, they were, were they were arguing on your post. Oh yeah, they were oh, arguing. That's dude, post. that's that's yeah, hilarious. On the post to each other, and they don't know each other. They're from two different parts of my life. Like yeah, I knew him back in high school. Yeah. I knew her, you know, when I was in Fredericksburg. Yeah, and they're going at it over race, and I'm like, wow, like they're literally. <laughs> out like in the comments insulting each other's intelligence like their their morals all that and i'm like wow i wouldn't even have shared this if i knew <laughs> all of this was gonna happen <laughs> dude what's horrible about that is like that's a little bit funny <laughs> like that's what, that's but what the, the other thing that. though yeah the other thing though is like if it hits like that dude that hard and he's like that upset about it, then you're poking at like a little piece of truth in his life because like with me, like if I saw that post, I'd have also been like, yeah, it's kind of funny. It was like when Pelosi and them all like were kneeling with the scars. Like, do you remember that? It was like, that was funny. It's like, did you really think this was a good idea? Like it, uh-huh. exactly. Like they're not seeing the satire portion of it. Like yeah. you know I mean, like trust me, everyone knows obviously by looking at this photo, they are completely and utterly wrong. But it's kind of funny. It's <laughs> funny that they're wrong. That's, yeah. the, that's the satire. They we know they're wrong and a photo with shackles and an I'm sorry t shirt obviously doesn't undo years and years of bullshit (laughs) no but it's like who like they clearly thought that was a good idea like who told them that that's a good idea like that's what i don't get almost want to know if the photographer was black because that That would be hilarious i could see them thinking this was a good idea that man took those pictures and he said you know what these are great (laughs) this is the one you guys should post these. <laughs> hey, you know what? No, I would I would say I bet the photographer was white because if it was a black person with any sense, they'd be like, what are you doing? I feel like from yeah. the black people that I know, like you, like, you yeah, found it funny. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it was probably a white photographer. Who it was, was probably a white cool. photographer, and they probably don't know any black people. Feeling that joint. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, oh, this is a great idea. You this is, we're making a statement. <laughs> I I think we're gonna get our point across this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude! I don't know. I I mean, and then the, the fact that like the just that people argue that much on Facebook, like honestly, is like mind blowing to me. It's like going on social media is so crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I live for that joint on Twitter. I think it is the funniest <laughs> thing ever. I the first thing I do when I see a controversial post is I immediately fly to the comments because I know there's going to be people in there just going at it, and the replies are so funny because people put memes with the replies. So it'll be this really <laughs> strong political response, 
with like SpongeBob. <laughs> no, this is Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Like it's so crazy. And then like I don't know, like on Facebook it gets surgical. I feel like people be going at each other a little too hard because you know on Ew. Twitter on Twitter you can you can see people's picture, but people don't really post their photos on yeah on Twitter. Now Facebook people have their families, you know, friends. And yeah, people will go on on your page and go bananas. He'll <laughs> be, be like. Your second youngest daughter is ugly. It's like what? Your, your third kid's got a fat nose. Like <laughs> you have fat noses. That's not your kid. Like what? Like I've seen some of the most. Re- I think the most reckless thing I ever saw was like it was a it was a post about like fashion or whatever. Which mm-hmm. everyone knows fashion gets surgical. People always have something to say about what other people are wearing. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. So obviously, if you're not wearing the latest quote-unquote drip or whatever the fuck you want to call it, you're probably, you know, lame to, you know, the majority of, you know, everyone socially right now, whatever. Yeah. So it was a post about, like, clothes. Dude was wearing something from, like, the 2000s, the baggy pants, jersey, do-rag type deal. And he was like, man, like, I miss these times, blah, 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 blah. This is lit. Like, I wish we still had times like this here and there. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the baggy era, but I, you know, I lived it. So it was like, you know, yeah. I'm going back for a day or two, you know, to, to wear some pants that I could fit both legs in. Like, yeah, that's what it is. But yeah. some, some person replies and is like, yeah, I could tell you still living in this era. Posts a photo of this man from his profile. <laughs> in the comments <laughs> with him in a 2000s fit it was like yeah it wasn't hitting for you then it's not going to be hitting for you now and I'm like <laughs> oh that's wild dude they went in his page and found these old photos and decided yeah I'm going to cook him <laughs> yeah that's fucking wild speaking of drip these Ooh. shirts are out so uh, if those listening want the shirts DM DM us. I'll get you one. Anyways, shameless plug. You know the vibes. Have to once in a while. Dude, these are the best types of podcasts, I think. Like the ones that I the ones that I do. Because I have ones where like I'm interviewing like professors and shit and it's like sometimes if I don't know enough about the subject, like it's like, all right, so how did we go from here to here? And it's like by the end, <laughs> it's like uh but like these ones are just fun because we'll we'll end up like we've already ended up in the Facebook comments. Oh my gosh! For the dude, the memes, the memes though are so funny. Though, like you were saying, like somebody will be so serious about like I don't know, insert thing in the news. I don't know. We were gonna talk about some of the stuff, so like we didn't pick and choose. Like, but oh, speaking of meme, have you seen on the uh, at gas stations people putting the like picture of Biden with I did this next to the prices? No. That, they haven't been at any of the gas stations that I go to because I try and stay real, you know, real prestigious on where I go and whatnot. Yeah. Dude, but, those are funny. There's no, one gas station near me, bro, where they took it off and it's been replaced like three times at the same pump. <laughs> yeah, people are, people are relentless. The meme, the meme culture, and I used to think it was going to die at one point. Like, no, it's not dying. No it's shot. So It's just so funny, and I feel like the fact that you find a way to use words to relate to a photo to relate to real-life situations is astronomical. 
It is, especially the really good ones. They're so clever. Like, it it was going to die, I think, maybe, like, if Trump had lost, it might have died. But Trump is a walking meme. Like, 100%. He, he is a meme. Like, I know he was divisive and what, like, however you feel about him, but, like, he was funny, dude. Like, when the <laughs> hurricane came... He tweeted, he was like, should we nuke it? (laughs) I'm not not even going to lie to you. The dude literally had me in tears at all moments. And it's, like I said, I I, I totally see where you're coming from when you say it. It's like, I know how people feel about him 100%. And I don't find him funny in a sense like, oh, I would want to be around this motherfucker. No, not at all. I wouldn't want to be around him I just find the fact that this man exists and has existed for this long. (laughs) 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 And thank goodness for memes, because like, I can only imagine the most, the horrendous things that he was doing back in his earlier years. Like when he was on like fresh print, when he was, you know, showing up on TV shows and stuff. Yeah. And then like, he was in like home alone and shit like that. Imagine the dumb stuff that he was doing. That was meme worthy from back then. But now because he looks like, you know, a hot Cheeto, or actually a yeah. regular Cheeto. Nah, he looks like a dusty Cheeto you pulled out from under the couch, bro. Yo, look at this amazing spider that is outside of my window. I can't see it, bro. Your screen is dark as shit. <laughs> That's because it's all them lights, man. It hurt my brain. I know. Oh yeah, because well yeah, because you got COVID. So we'll get into that anyways. But but yeah, dude, did you see um like. When he was in the debates and they were trying to get him on some shit, he said about, they're like, oh, you called women pigs. And he was like, only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, like, you, it's like, nope, nope. It's just so unreal. Like, the fact that that was, like, we got to literally take that L as Americans that that was our leader <laughs> of the free nation. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that and like, Imagine losing to that. Like you had to be the worst candidate of all time to lose to lose to that, bro. Like I saw another meme. It was uh, uh this one might get me in trouble. Nah, fuck it, I'll say it anyways. It was like these three Middle Eastern dudes and it's <laughs> and it's like she lost to a fucking meme. This is why we don't let women drive. <laughs> yeah, the I feel like all those. I feel like all those kind of memes come from like Twitter because Twitter. Yeah, it was surgical memes ever. That's well. It, the, why it was funny was because it's like the Saudi guy. It was like the Saudi guys were like, we gave her millions and she lost to a meme. It's like it was like making basically alluding to the fact that we give them lots of weapons, and so they gave her lots of money, and she still lost. <laughs> like. Which like that double layer of the, like the political humor in that made I I laughed out loud when I saw it the first time, dude. It was so funny. Y'all know the government loved to give away uh, weapons and money for exchange for things that make them happy. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get you know, I won't get into that one. <laughs> no, that I might actually get in trouble. Nah, probably not. Fuck, dude. Um, I hate that one. They don't like when they, they don't like when people talk about that. That's their least. Uh, nah, and Rogan bring it up all the time, dude. I love him. That's that's <laughs> the best part. He's like, like every three podcasts would be like, you remember in the '60s when the CIA gave people like drug people with DMT and watched them have sex? <laughs> like, <laughs> 
really living their best lives. Yeah, dude. Sixties was a different time, bro. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I, I'm looking at photos from like the seventies, eighties, and nineties and, and stuff because it's just mm-hmm. like if you feel like you're there, like you almost feel like you're really right there, and you can see yeah with that moment. What's also wild about those pictures, though, from, like, a photography perspective is, like, how far, like, the graphics have come. Like, when, like you know that the world wasn't black and white when, like, or <laughs> grayscale, like, when, like, at that time. But, like, the pictures, like, everything looks so dull. And it's not all of a sudden, like, the sky changed colors. Like, the sky been the same color. It didn't used to be, like, some dull shade of blue. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of photography, dude, the guy, uh, Rich, the guy that I had on the last episode... I sent him some of your shots from the um, the protests, and he was like, "Yo, that's he." He was very impressed. So good job. I appreciate that, and shouts to you, my good sir, man. Yeah, those those I think about that that day all the time because it mm-hmm. went zero to a hundred so quick. Like, and I think about it because it's like I used to always say when I was a kid, like when our, when we were growing up and going to the city and stuff, like, "Oh, I want a house on Monument." Like. Oh, I want a house on Monument. I want a brownstone on Monument. But now, like, I would never, and never in my life, buy a house on Monument. <laughs> like, there's people that still want that dream, and I love that for you. But for me, it's no. Like, <laughs> after nah. that, after that experience on Monument Avenue, Richmond Police, you owe me a new, a new, a new backpack. <laughs> and normally. A backpack's like twenty dollars for a Jansport. This was Supreme, my good sir. You guys, <laughs> you, you guys. Oh, they here. ruined the Supreme. That's that's horrible. That all that milk I needed to give that tear gas out of me. Although some guy was like, <laughs> it was like, if guns are legal, we should make traps legal. He's like, if you bend down to pick up a Supreme, like a Supreme hat, you des- <laughs> you deserve to go up in a net. <laughs> Oh man, dog! I'm telling you, that's what I thought. I, that's what I thought it was gonna come down to. I thought genuinely we were about to get to the point where you go outside and people are just out here just fighting cops. Like that's what I thought we were gonna get to. Like to the point where like your regular standard run of the mill cop is gonna pull someone over and they're gonna get out and whoop his ass. <laughs> and it's like you don't want that for people because I understand cops are somebody's parents. You know, someone's son, someone's yeah. that. I totally get that. Now, does that mean they're all good? No. No, but not at all. Are, there are a majority of them that are good people, which is cool, and they do their jobs, which is uphold the law. We know some of us do be wilding out here, and we got to <laughs> hold accountability for that. We can't be out here walking around with ounces of weed stanking and thinking nobody's going to notice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been there. They know. <laughs> it's like when you walk into certain gyms that we used to hoop in, and, like, the whole thing would, like, you walk in, and it would just, like, smack you in the face. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that no more. Now, when nah. I go high, I respectfully do not get high first. I respectfully go to the gym sober. I play. I smell like a regular person instead of a pine cone, and I go home, and then <laughs> I get super red-eyed and spacey. See the red eye? Yeah, and then you and then you get in the group chat and send memes. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I get on TikTok, and I'm like, oof, they would love this. 
the whites in the group would love this one. <laughs> like, send it over. Especially if I see something that's video game related, because them joints be hilarious. Yeah, they usually are, the dude. Memes are absolutely wild. I can't get TikTok, bro. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to. I knew I knew as soon as it popped up and like two or three people got it and I started getting TikToks at three in the morning, like waking up and like texts from people like TikToks at three in the morning. I was like, nope, because I will never be off and like I won't do anything ever again. Stay on that joint. Now, only reason I was like, and it's crazy because I had TikTok back in like 2019 before it actually like really took off, took off. Yeah, and I just remember the app being like hella boring because it was like most most of the things that were on there, the sounds and stuff, were just songs that you know already existed. Yeah, like before everything got all like how it is now, and you see all these crazy dances and things like that. Like it was real simple, so it was mainly just people just making videos that they didn't even honestly post, you know, to their TikToks for the most part. Like that coming out and then Vine dying if you remember Vine which yeah. is probably one of my top favorite apps next to Vine it. Vine will never be beaten Loki oh, sick you got to you got to think about it 6 seconds we were you had to be funny yeah 6 seconds of pure creativity people were getting away with full on stories in 6 seconds yeah that was impressive you remember uh King Batch or whatever. King Batch, yeah. King Batch, D Storm, all those dudes. They they following me, ma. Who's following you? The bugs. (laughs) (laughs) All those dudes, and some of those people went on obviously from Vine to become famous and you know be in movies and things like that. Um, Some of them are just now more relevant social media influencers. Yeah. I, I. I don't remember like TikTok being a thing until like the fucking the Emilio sisters and like Addison Ray and all them started doing those dances and like they got super big. Yeah. And now they're on now then they went on Tim Dillon's like they were in Tim Dillon's crosshairs for forever. He, he's like, you know who Tim Dillon is? Uh he's like this uh New York comedian with like he's from Long Island, I think near where uh one of our friends is from. And he just this fat white dude, he just sits back in a chair and just rants for an hour, and that's his podcast, and it's the funniest shit in the world. He keeps saying, like, Jake Paul should run for president with the D'Amelio, the D'Amelio sisters as vice president, and he'll be their advisor. <laughs> it's like, don't <laughs> yeah, dog. The, the social media world, fam, like, TikTok alone, people are literally buying houses. Off. I know. It's insane. And then, like, Addison Ray put her mom on that shit. Like, her mom got famous now. Yeah, like the it's it's so crazy that you can just gen like if you have something that everyone wants to see at that moment, you can generate re- uh, revenue, literally. Yeah, like and it's and it's interesting. And I do say this about TikTok, and I do kind of appreciate it for this. Um, more people because I feel like before on social media, everybody wanted to be cool. Mm. Everybody wanted to be. Not everybody, but you know what I mean? The consensus is I'm going to look cool on social media. This is the Instagram the Instagram way was like exactly. I'm gonna take a picture in front of this car that's not mine with yeah. like these shoes that I borrowed from my friend. Exactly. Yeah. So you're you're kind of creating a persona for yourself that's outside of your actual personality. 
or yeah. your personality. Maybe those are the things that you truly want and desire in the world, so that's what you're posting. Cool, whatever. But it's just so crazy because it's like you have that, and then now it's so okay to just be a weird person now. Like There are some weird fucking people, bro. It's weird, pe- but it's so – if you look – when you go on, on TikTok, there's so many times that I just catch myself being like, damn, that shit got – you know, a hundred K, hundred K likes. And it'll be like, it'll be like a, a kid who's like autistic, like picking his nose or something. And I want to say, and I want to say this, fam, I want to say this back in the day, y'all, I, like, I don't know what it was like for you, but I know in my generation, like particularly for my age group, everybody being handicapped was not, wasn't cool. Like, I know it's not something you can control, but in that time period, you know, that's when we were still using, you know, derogatory terms and stuff like that for handicapped people and, and yeah. actual people. So it's it's so good and kind of low-key refreshing to, you know, get on TikTok. And then I'll go to the comments on that joint and the amount of people that are – whether – and it's – even if it's not completely genuine, the fact that they're willing to comment and say something nice to this young man or, you know, whoever yeah. – they uplift people on that app, which is kind of crazy to me. Why did my joint just disappear? Okay, I don't know. You looked way better for a second. It was because I had this white screen in front of me. Yeah, turn it back on. Yeet. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, I don't know. When I was in school, like, I don't recall people making fun of people who had, like, disabilities or anything like that. So I don't know, like, the use of that word was still, like, people still used it, but, like... 100%. I never, like, it was never used to, like, in a derogatory way, if that makes sense. Like, it'd be, like, me calling you that for, like, something, like... That you oh. did that was like, yeah, like situ- stupid. Like you're more referring to the situation more than the actual individual. No, I yeah. To me, and that's kind of that's that's kind of where it was for us too. Mm-hmm. Like every now and then, like I'm not like I think when, like maybe when I was in like second to like third grade, you definitely had kids just straight up, you know, calling each other the R word and you know thinking it was okay because yeah, you know, any better it wasn't really a whole thing. Like it, you know, nah. there wasn't any any advocacy for it like it but is. But it, it would be like it would be like not you are this, it was like you're being that. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that like makes it worse or not, but like Yeah, and and it's crazy because now I think about it and I'm just like, man, I realize I don't even really say it. Like I had I I be honest, I did have a problem like kinda like what you were saying, like I would still call like situations, I would still use the R word for it or whatever. Yeah. For the most part, like unless I'm using the word to reference like something that was said either before or whatever the case is, I really don't mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. I'm proud of myself for that. Cause I was like, man, I grew up during a time where you said that joint all the time. Like that, that shit was a way of life. Like, yeah, but, I don't, I used it to describe situation. I mean, I don't really use it that, like either, but like, I didn't, I never used it like as a, like as a to describe term. somebody. It would be like, well, that is, like that situation is that and it would and it would always be something like like for example when the university 
that we went to switch the student section from one side to the other after we after we packed the house for all the volleyball games and then they like ruined it and i would be like well that was of yeah. them yeah like something like that and it was it really was yeah it was <laughs> like <laughs> it's a very bad move cuz the student section has still not been the same no it after after they did that it was it was done and we we filled it out that was the thing like all the way up to the top it was yep. full especially for the big games like people couldn't get in if you showed up if you showed up late to like a big game you weren't yeah. going to be able you weren't going to be able to get in the student section you had to stand up you had to stand at the very top yeah and now when like even if there's a big game you can just walk in and you can sit front row like you can show up at halftime yep it's there's wild right there floor seats yeah dude we had like the ESPN desk and everything that was great good times bro oh my goodness the good old days the desk with the coffee cups yeah, the, the, the best picture I ever, the, one of the best pictures of me ever was somebody hit a three, and I was, like, holding both hand, like both arms out like this with making, like, the three-point symbol. Yeah. And you remember Danny Reed? Yeah. Danny Reed, for whatever reason, his head was, like, right here. And he was, like, <laughs> in the picture, and then, like, Chris was next to me. Dude, oh, dude, that was a great picture. But, yeah, like, we were like that. It, it was so much fun, even like basketball, volleyball, both basketball teams actually as well. That was the other thing that I think we did really well. Like we, like we didn't just show up to the for to the guys' teams. Like we were at the women's games as well. No, shout out to I don't even remember what her name was, but shout out to all the the women's point guards that played there because they were all vicious. Especially, they were especially the uh, the blonde haired one. She was she was elite. Um, she, Mackenzie? I, I, no, not not Mackenzie. Or maybe, maybe they, she Mackenzie was dude. She was a shooter. Nah, nah, nah. Mackenzie, her and her Mackenzie, and Kendall. No, Ken. Don't even get me started on Kendall. Kendall, I love you so much. You are the best shooter that I've ever seen. You are just <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing, girl. We love you. Yeah, <laughs> we love you, Kendall. <laughs> I don't know who the other one that you're talking about is. I don't remember. I, I just remember she had. She was, I, I, I love her to death, but she had the, the raspier voice on the team, and she was the point guard. She would lead them to victory every time. Oh, Megan, so, Megan Green. Such a floor general. Yes, dude, she was great. <laughs> I loved her, dog. I could watch her play all day. She was so good. Like, yeah. their whole team was elite. Shout out to Sarah B and all them. They were Yeah, great. Breezy. Oh, big Breezy. Breezy. <laughs> Yeah, that team was great, dude. <laughs> that man, I still do not know what his voice sounds like. You oh. know, John. <laughs> you know, we sat next to each other in the team meeting, and we had to, like, exchange, like, names and things yeah. like that. And I do not ever remember him saying his name. He just wrote it down, and I was like, okay. He wrote it down. Like, to this day, I have never heard him say, like, a full sentence. Like, I've heard him be like, oh, or oh, ow, like, whatever. But yeah. I've heard him fully speak words. Ever. That's wild, dude. Power couple F. Both, like, forwards. Yep, elite. Uh, wild. Tall people. Yeah. Jelly. Dude, if they, have, if they ever have kids, their kids are going to be ballers. Straight up. Straight yeah. up. 
elite hoopers. Has to be. Good times, bro. Uh, gotta love college, man. Remember when uh, Chris wore the morph suit, the all blue, the all blue the morph first suit? Picture I ever took at UMW. Was it the one where we hold, where we were like holding you across? That was the that was my first time meeting all y'all, and that was my first time taking a picture at UMW. Ah, throwback. Good had, times, dude. I had just met Will like an hour before that. Did you really? I thought you – oh, was we that the day – was that like – Roommates, but the thing was is he he didn't come back until like really late. So he was in the room um, after I had come back from – because I had to go do a bunch of like paperwork and stuff. Then Khan wanted me. I went to Khan, went back to Eagle, and Will and Tony and Justin were all there. I had already met Justin earlier in the day. But yeah. Tony and Will showed up late. So Will was in the room, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the basketball game. You know? Oh, yeah, because you came in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, tra- I transferred, uh, literally found out on a Monday. Or no, no, I found out on a, on a Friday, and I had to be to school on Monday. That That's I got wild. Go. Yeah, because they were like, at first I was supposed to do a full year, but then I was like, I don't know. I was like, if I do a full year, then I might as well play for the JUCO on that. But then yeah. if you play, then it's going to be harder, you know, to transfer, and then you might lose eligibility or you might have to sit or whatever the case was. So I was like, all right, I'm going to sit here, and then when I transfer, I'll play. But we were doing so doo-doo when I got there. <laughs> and I was like, no way. No, sir. No, nah, then you just hooped with us instead, and it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. That picture, I still remember that picture. No, and then it was the season after that we had the desk, wasn't it? Or was it that season? I think it was the season after. Because yeah, well, it, it was the next fall when the volleyball team was, like, bonkers good. And they were, like, I think they ended up, like, 31-4 and four or something crazy. I think, I think a lot of it, it was, like, didn't the swim team go crazy that year, too? Dude, they've won, like, 18 CAC titles in a row, like, They've been crazy the whole time. Crazy. My brother wanted to, to swim for them so bad. Your little brother? Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I met him. We won't talk about that. Cause... <laughs> what a fun. It was It was ear-bonging at 13. Oh, yeah. Stud. You, you, you brought him, and then you lost him, and we found him at with Will Ritter running the table. You know that happened to my little brother, too. You know that, right? When uh, When my brother came, and mm-hmm. I lost him. And I found them with Emerson, and they had won like six games in a row. Yeah, can't leave kids. You can't leave kids unattended around those parties. It's it's too real. <laughs> real, real. <laughs> oh, dude, fun times, bro. That's wild. Man, it's crazy. It's like I feel like it was just yesterday we were in college. Now we're old. You're getting married. I know, dude. It's like it's two months actually to the day. Sheesh. Bonkers, bro. Sheesh. <laughs> should, should be a fun time. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. I plan to act an absolute fool. <laughs> please, please do, because I'm, 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 I'm going to need some laughs. <laughs> I plan to be acting up crazy. It'll be me, Taryn, Zach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole... <laughs> Dude, Tommy... I need to, like, make sure Tommy doesn't, like, drink Fireball before. <laughs> <Make sure Tommy. laughs> 
Oh my God! Yeah, if Tommy drinks Fireball, I'm sitting on the other side. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm you. Put, I'm, I'm putting I'm putting you both at the same table. <laughs> oh, sir, I love you, Tommy. But I'm scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's What's really funny is if he messes up, if he does something dumb in the best man speech. When he gets married, I will throw it right back at him. All right, my first line is basically is basically going to be what you just said. It's like the first time, for those of you that know Tommy and his relationship with video games, the first time I hung out with him, I was scared for my life, and somehow I'm still here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This man is a human? Like, yeah. I've never seen anyone play basketball so aggressively. Just an all-around, just absolute athlete you gotta love tommy <laughs> dude what's wild is like i mean you'll see it later he's jacks now bro bonkers i lifted with him one time we did 18 different kinds of curls nope <laughs> no no <laughs> i can i can only imagine yeah dude tommy is like a tommy is like a He's like a, a a Navy SEAL or a Ranger that you just didn't know was a Navy SEAL or a Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> he just scares the sh- I feel like if he went to go join the military, they would look at him and be like, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 no, you're more than one. <laughs> Skip boot camp, go right over there. Matter of fact, what job would you like? Do you want mine? Like, <laughs> 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 I'm scary as hell. <laughs> I see Tommy oh, we were hooping once, fully horizontal like just dive, give it everything he had into the bleachers and get right back up and give the bleachers the people's eyebrow as if he was gonna knock that shit the hell out. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen nothing like that in my whole life. No. <laughs> no. So is, and Michael Beasley would say he is one of them ones. <laughs> you do not with a Tommy dog. <laughs> Duh, fucking love him, dude. Well, I fucking love him, bro. I feel he's like he's great, man. Best man speech has to end with him just completely holding a grenade in his hand and just watching it explode without being harmed at all. That's the only way I imagine him finishing off that speech. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Eric, and fucking good luck. Yeah. Badoosh. <laughs> That's the only thing I want to see. Yeah, I, that's fucking I, funny. Tommy, if you need a grenade, fam, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do it. He probably can. He might. He's literally like the Hulk without being green. Yeah. It's he, might, dude, he might bring memes again. Yo, I still have that. I still have that meme. I still have it somewhere. Really? Yeah. Because it, it was crazy because I never wore those like. I never ended up like wearing those shorts again, because uh-huh. um, I think it ended up getting like cold or or whatever right after that anyway. So yeah, a whole lot of places. So uh, I ended up looking because I was like, oh, let me you know clean out these summer shorts now that's getting hot and you know wash them up and whatnot. Man, I look in my pocket, <laughs> a piece of one of those big old uh, sparklers that we had stuck to my pants. <laughs> there, uh, <laughs> there was like a napkin from the place that you guys use for catering. Yeah, <laughs> there was the meme in there, folded up all nice and all nice and neatly. Dude, he was so enthusiastic about it. That was the wild part. Like we were in the apartment before we went to pick up like the kegs and stuff for the party, just printing off like hundreds of memes. <laughs> <laughs> and he he had them all picked out. He's like been saving them for like a year. He knows the be- dude, the best one. We still have one on our fridge. 
It says marriage is marriage is like pre-ordering a milk. <laughs> oh God, that's a good way to look at it, though. Unless you're, I know. Unless your girlfriend is ugly, I don't want to say anyone's girlfriend's ugly out there in the world. But if your girlfriend's ugly, fam, maybe just maybe there's hope. <laughs> just maybe, because there's someone for everyone. Yeah, Remember? that's true. That's true. There's someone for everyone. Oh fuck! Remember, Donald Trump has kids. Let that sink in. He reproduced. More oh than- my god! Yeah, a lot of times, bro. <laughs> A lot of times. Once. A lot of people have let him in that door, which is really saddening. I wonder I wonder what his hair does during sex. Absolutely. That shit has to be holding on by a thread. I feel like it by, just <laughs> I wonder if they're they're doing like missionary or whatever and then it like flops off and like it hits him in the face. It has to. <laughs> That dude has zero hair under that under that piece. That shit is all scalp. Yeah, it has to be. Has to be. Like, I'm surprised I've not heard a bit about that yet. Like, because I pay attention to a lot of stand up comedy. Like, I've not heard anyone like try to make that joke before. I feel you like know what? Hold on. Nobody really wants to get on his hair because it's too easy. Nah, but like that's different though. <coughs> Let me hold on. I'm gonna write that as a note, Nathan. If you're listening, the one comic I've had on this, actually, I'm going to write it in my notes as a reminder to text him afterwards and see if he could do anything with that. Because I think somebody who's smart, like with that type of brain, could like do something with that. Why? Where the fuck are my notes? There's my notes. Text Nathan. We got some literature in here. You good. I wonder if we wonder if we're gonna cut out that Tommy part. Nah, probably not. We'll leave it in. It's more fun that way to leave all this in and then and then see who listens, right? See if Kendall listens and like see I'm what's up. Week. Yeah, Kendall Kendall has to listen and then I expect an immediate re shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what's this, I mean, this this is what's fun about these, dude. What's up? No, I was saying that uh, for shout out makes me think about old Instagram days, back when you used to uh, like post for post or share for share type. I mean, people do that now. It's like story for story now. Yeah, they still yeah they still do it a hundred percent. But now it's so it's so common because the people that you usually see are people's like best friends or whatever, or you know, yeah. like new cool fit on or something. Something like that. But. It's weird, dude. Social media is weird, bro, because, like, I don't go on, really, unless I post this stuff. And then it's, like, I have, like, 18 notifications of, like, so-and-so shared this story, and it's, like, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, social, I thought I was going to be off of it more, because I know, mm-hmm. one thing I noticed is, like, while I was in school, my Snapchat used to go crazy. Like, yeah, facts, man. Yeah, used to go everywhere. But then, as like I got closer and closer to my senior year and then graduating, more people stopped using Snapchat as yeah. well, or they started to unfriend people because now you know they're living a different life and it's not how it was in college where it's like, oh, I need to see what what you call it's doing so I could be like, oh, where are y'all at? Let me pull yeah, up, like slide through, yeah. 
Yeah, type, you know, type deal. But now, you know, people are in their homes, their families, their jobs, things like that. So now they're making their Snapchats more personal. So now I feel like my Snap is more intimate, I guess you could say, because I feel like it's just the people that really know me. Mm, that's a good call. I should probably do that. I like I stopped really using it a lot. Like well, I should go through and clean house, I guess. But that's true though. Like that's one of the things I've been like thinking about recently. Like how you move on and like you're in different stages of your life and like what you're doing. Like some people are still like doing the exact same what they used to be doing, and then like it's kind of hard if you like trying to make something of yourself, mm-hmm. and like you, like you want to be there for people who like have been through a lot with you but at the same time like at a certain point you gotta like yeah, cut it you, you gotta do what's better for yourself and the thing that i notice especially now is just like people even if people are still doing there because there's some people that are genuinely comfortable with that you know mm-hmm. that that aren't about forward progression they're cool with where they are in life you know they graduated high school they got a job doing something where they make enough money to live in their home and that's all they care about, you know? And that's cool. I don't never I never downplay people for that. It's, nah, for sure. Yeah, it's just that if you if there's something and more aspirations that you have as an individual, you of course have to chase those things. And then, you know, if you're good friends with those people, they'll understand hundred percent. Like Yeah. Well, like now that I'm now that I'm older, shout out to being thirty now, like now that I'm older, all of my high school friends, like, they get it. Like, we don't talk every day. We don't answer the phone for each other. We barely even text back. But if something is actually like wrong and we, and I don't know what it is, we always know when something's genuinely wrong, we're still there, you know? Yeah. Like we're still that same, that same bond or whatever. It's just now we're mature and we get it. You know, now, you know, majority of my friends, we all got kids now. So I'm the last one to, well, I'm the second to last one. We still got one more person that doesn't have a kid, but I'm the second to last person to have a kid. So now I don't hear from them as much because they already know majority of my time is going to be spent with my family. Yeah. I don't, I don't spend as much time doing dumb things and stuff like that. Like you, you start to realize more things as you get older. And I think mortality starts to set in as well. Like, you know, that you're not superhuman. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. my twenties, I felt like I could do anything, even though, you know me, I complained about my knees all the time. But, at the end of the day, I felt genuinely like I would live forever. As I kept getting older, you know, it's not that I don't feel like I'm going to live forever anymore. It's just now I'm more realistic about it. It's like, you know, I'm 30, you know, 10 more years, that's 40. 10 more years, that's 50. Yeah. No, nah, thanks. I, I guess part of it is like the more aspirations you have or like the more you're trying to do, the harder it is to go. And then this, your circle got to be like, yeah, that much that much tighter because you got to have the people around you that the right people to get to the like because you can't like you can't get to a certain level without the people around you that are also like that like minded and like they're all everybody's pushing each other to like be better and that sort of stuff. And then the other thing is like when you're searching for like as a guy like guy friends who are also have aspirations i guess if that makes sense like it's kind of it's a bit hard to come by like oh yeah personally i feel like that to all the men out there fam you and your guy friends have to be real with each other it is yeah facts it it is dudes out here losing their lives 
and taking their own lives because their friends is too scared to ask them what's wrong or to hear their feelings. Stop. And then message to the youngins, because I've been wanting to say this to you young people for a long time. Stop killing each other. No yeah. more guns. Stop. Y'all are 19, 18, 17, fam. Walk around with 40s. Let it go. Fight. I ain't saying I condone fighting, but I'd rather see y'all on YouTube fighting than keep seeing people dying on actual social media. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's nuts. Like it's... my brother, my little brother's um, dresser drawer when I go in his room makes me so sad every time I look at it. Unfortunately, my own brother happens to be on there as well, but he has just a whole list of, of people, not even list, but the, the um, photos, the photos or the things that they give out at the funeral. He has all of those from like five different people. Damn. And aside from our family, all of those young men, not even 18 years old yet, or not even 19 years old. And it's like, bro, for what? For what? It's too, it, life is way too precious for that. Like, and I don't know what's changed so much now. I know it's, I'm not trying to be like them. I feel like an old person when I say it, but it's like, it's so crazy. You don't realize this stuff until you become an adult. And then you start to see why adults say the things they say. Yeah, facts. The music we got now, don't get me wrong. I love me some good trap music. But, man, <laughs> y'all got to. You can vibe to it. <laughs> I vibe to it. I don't live it. Like, I, I seen what that joint is like. It's not the way people are out here trying to do. People coming from good homes, trying to sell drugs and. And, and killing each other and, and going crazy because I'm going to tell you right now, it takes a whole lot to end somebody's life. And these kids are doing it so early, bro. That's why we are having people with a lot of more, a lot more mental issues. These kids are killing people point blank, shooting them and they witnessing what they, what they're doing. And they got to live with that forever. That image is going to replay over and over and over and over and over. Or they're going to do drugs to get rid of it. One of the two. And then they're going to do it again. So it's, yeah. a, it's a shitty, vicious cycle. And drugs will kill him anyways. Exactly. Because fucking fentanyl's in there. Like, do you listen to Brandon's or to Dino's story? I, I He hit me up talking about, um, we, we rapped about, like, the fentanyl thing or whatever. Yeah. And, and like, chatted about that. But, yeah, that, that fentanyl thing is definitely real. It's real. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, if for all of my stoners out there, if you one of them willy nilly, loosey goosey, I like to pick up from everybody kind of people, you're gonna catch yourself with some fentanyl dog and it's not gonna be great. Like you need to stick to that one person. If you a fiend, make sure your person keep it on them. But it's too many people getting caught up with that fentanyl stuff. Like if you do the carts and all that good stuff, I don't not condone them, but I'm gonna say you gotta be more careful with carts. It's just too much stuff going on. People are lacing things with anything because they don't care. They just want the money. That's yeah, it. they just want the bread. Like, and it sucks because it's like, at the end of the day, being that I seen what the other side of that is like, I get it. I ain't trying to say that putting fentanyl on shit and doing all that crazy shit is right, but at the same time, I know what kind of things like just being down and wanting to grind and hustle for bread feels like. So you you'll tell yourself anything to make that money. As long as it makes sense up here, you won't do it. Especially yeah. when you start to see that money rolling. And with weed, 
it, it, it brings bread for sure. Not not the kind that buy houses, but it it brings enough. Yeah. So people are letting that letting that greed get to them and starting to do you know fishy stuff. Can't be doing that. So all y'all plugs out there, check y'all bags. Make sure y'all bags are sealed. Because if they're not sealed, I'm telling. No, I'm just playing. I don't snitch. But <laughs> somebody will. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, dude. It yeah, truth. man. Like the like the male figures and the lot like well Brent he was like he told me he thought he thinks he probably should have been dead like a couple times at least. Which is like mind boggling. But but it's like even even like the male like men talking to each other about how they feeling, but like just like existing as a like having somebody to model your life on. Yeah. Like that's like that's almost more important. I I, maybe equal importance, but like if you got somebody that you can like who has a path that you that has they've lived this path and you're like, let me try and follow this one. Like that's so important, dude. Like something to aim at, because like I don't know. You you probably have, you probably felt this in your life when you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with myself. Mm-hmm. So like, give yourself something to aim at. Like even if it's like a vague thing, like you don't know what you like, you don't know what you want to do with your life. Like get like give yourself a range, and then like because if you like go towards the range of stuff, like it's better than doing nothing. And then, like, as you get closer, then you can, like, figure out, like, what, what part to, like, you like more, you don't like, and, like, you figure it out as you go, but, like, just doing nothing is, like, then you end up, like, with the amount of people I know that just work their job that they hate, come home, play video games, and drink. It's, like, like that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, it gotta be, it gotta be more to it, like, and I, I literally live my life by this motto. I think I've been saying it to myself since I was, like, like six. Mm-hmm. You can be anything in the world you want to be, you just got to want to be it. Yeah. And that stems, and that stems to a lot of different things, too. And it's, like, that can mean for someone else. Like, if you want somebody to be something great, you've got to help them be great. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect someone to do something that you can't do as well. So it's, like, like all those older brothers and you know stepdads and dad like figures and stuff that be in these kids' lives, it's like they're seeing y'all doing all this stuff, but they're not seeing y'all doing productive. So it's like before, I feel like you could go on, you could look at TV, and that was how you got your role model. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just cable. It wasn't like the internet now, where it's like you know, it don't matter who you are, you a mean. Yeah. Or matter- like the dudes are like doing TikTok dances and it's like that like great for them that they're making bread because that's how the like the internet economy works but like now in TV show like people don't watch TV anymore and then the shows that exist now like the dad is always an idiot yeah always yeah and it's like it, that's it does, also unhelpful it needs to be where the dad was that that solid just like overall manly man you know what i'm saying and yeah. I honestly do think that it is good that it's not like that anymore because times have really changed to the point. Where yeah, for sure. It ain't about, you know, there's a husband, there's a wife, the wife stays at home, the kids grow up with the, it's, it's not about that no more. You know, that's, that's super old mindset, but that's how TV used to operate because that's what everyone was used to. Now 
or seeing the dads be dumb or, you know, or just pretty much just not relevant as, you know, productive people within the family outside. Yeah, that's like, regardless of like what the roles are within the family, like having a strong like male role model yeah. is so important. Like, because you talk about like what the kids are doing, like in like what your brother's friends did, like did, and like all this stuff is like maybe would not have happened in that way. Like I don't know, right? Like I'm not, I don't have like the experience of like living through that the same way that you do. But like I know that when I was when I would struggle with like different things, I had my dad, I had like people around me that I could be like, hey, what should I do about this? And it's different, like people around you generally having a good support system is good but like having a dude that you can go to it's like hey you should do it like it's different no that's and and that's real honestly because it's like when you don't what ends up happening is is you you guess Mm -hmm. or either that or you fall into the the social norm that's supposed to be like i genuinely do not think that men should walk around and and hide how they feel. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should be boo-hoo crying every single time something happens, but at the end of the day, once something is, is, you know, festering on you, you do need to express that joint because what ends up happening, so, like I said, so many people passing away just because they didn't get the chance to express themselves. And it's just like, it shouldn't feel like that. It shouldn't be that. Like, dudes should not, and and it's so crazy that this is a, a thing that, like, there's, like, since there's dudes being sensitive and then there's women that aren't okay with men being sensitive. They'd rather them be, you know, shells for the most part. And, you know, I ain't saying all women are like that. I'm just saying that's what I, just from, you know, looking at social media and how it's being portrayed, it's like, damn, like dudes don't even got the fact that dudes are going out of their way to tell other dudes like on social media, like, Hey, it's okay to, you know, talk about your feelings. It's okay to, you know what I'm saying? Cry. It's okay to be vulnerable in front of your boys because dudes don't know that. No, they don't. When you grow up, nobody, nobody, you're nobody pulls you to the side and says, "Hey, your guy friends are going to be okay with you crying." As a boy, when you grow up, crying is the last thing you are supposed to do. Nice, be a man. Which is weird because it's like you're not supposed to do it, but there's like a. When I thought about it before, it's like there's a security that you got to have in yourself that, and the people around, like, if if your boys aren't okay with that, then you should find new friends, genuinely, because, like, there's a security within that, that you can still be, like, who you are, like, a security in yourself, that just because you feel that thing, that doesn't mean that you're not strong, and then your friends feel the same way, that they'll still be there for you. And they know you that you're not like a crybaby or whatever, but they understand that like people go through some shit, and so like yeah. that like secure because it's a it's just like I feel like when you got friends that are like ooh boohoo crybaby blah blah blah, like under under the assumption that it's like real shit and not like you're boohooing all the time because like that's different, but like I feel like it's a like a it's like an insecurity thing as well. And that goes back to having the role model because if you if you're just guessing and you're like, am I making the right choice? And like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. then you insecure about your choices, and then it goes everywhere. Yep. Then that insecurity spreads out. Then you're not sure about a lot of stuff because yeah. 
now you're looking for validation that you know you're not going to get. Facts. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dog. Like, I I I appreciate all of my like childhood friends because um, it's like I feel like it don't matter what's going on in my life. I just feel like they just know. Like one, I I'm like I said, I I'm not sitting here saying you got to be you know crying every single time something happens, which I don't. It's just like like when I'm crying, I feel like my boys know I'm hurting. Something's wrong. Yeah, I need them. You know, if I'm willing to cry in front of them, that that triggers something in them to be like, well, what's good? Like, you need us? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a lot of dudes and a lot of guys out here that just don't have that. And it sucks, especially, like, those, like, athletes, especially. Like, Oh, yeah, dude. I feel like as an athlete, it's a lot harder because I can't remember a time on a team that I've been on where I just straight up had a heart-to-heart with somebody that I didn't know outside of the sport. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you weren't my like immediate friend, because you know you can you can be teammates with somebody and not <laughs> excuse me, not be like their friend. Yeah. So it's like you don't sit there and just be having <clears throat> the most you know passionate crying that y'all gonna do is when you win or lose. That's mm-hmm. it. But outside of that, crying over you know this this and that, all that shit is spilt milk to other dudes, and it's so crazy. Like if you talk to a dude that you don't know, like or an acquaintance say about something like relationship nine times out of ten they're gonna give you the shittiest advice that you could have ever heard oh yeah it's so bad (laughs) it it is it's gonna be like man you don't even need her bro i got like four chicks waiting for us right now ignorant just stupid it's always something that's usually gonna get you in a trouble or b beat the hell up (laughs) (laughs) yeah the athlete thing is interesting. That's why that's part of the reason why I started the soccer page. Because mm-hmm. when COVID happened, probably I was gonna end up in that like just video game drinking cycle. Mm-hmm. But then I got lucky. Like I had got lucky before, met some people, ended up playing at a really high level, and then was like, let me start the soccer page to make sure that the next generation has like somebody around that's like there, like. I always tell all my younger teammates, like, I'm a text away. Like, whatever you need, let me know. You want to train, like, advice, whatever, let me know. And there are dudes that are, like, playing pro now that I still have that, like, relationship with. And not that all these people have come from, like, fucked up situations, but, like, to be... I don't know, like, especially the student-athletes as well, because they got, like, oh, your GPA got to be this, or you're going to get kicked off the team, or, like, you got to do this, or you got to do that, and then you got, like, some dude that is, like, doing some science stuff, and he's taking, like, three hard classes, and then he gets lower, and then he, his parents aren't in the best situation, so he gets kicked off the team, and then he loses a scholarship, and then, like, they're in a whole financial thing. Like, that's a lot to put on, like, a 20-year-old. It really is, dog. A lot. People, people be thinking that like I'm fine, and it it sucks that how some people have to realize how hard finances and and just living is. I mean, obviously, right now living living costs are a lot higher than what they should be. But like when you first move out for the first time, obviously it's sweet. You you know you just hyped to be you know out on your own, yeah. Your own. But then once the bills start popping in, 
It's less fun. <laughs> the amount of realization that hits you. See, when you when you first there, because you you know you pay your you know your little down payment for your for your apartment, whatever the case is. That's cool. Whatever, fine. That's a lot of money. But at the same time, you're like, ah, I got the place. It's my place. <laughs> so now you got the keys. You in that bitch? You didn't. You didn't put your stuff all like, up. I could do whatever I want. And then two weeks go by, and now guess what you done got? First rent. <laughs> The way I swear I feel like everyone changes after they pay that first month's rent, like the way they operate. Because when I first got an apartment, I still like to be all out at Brock's and all yeah. around town and still at the parties. Then I thought about it. I pay to live here. So if I'm not here, I'm defeating the purpose of paying to live here. <laughs> so now. Anytime people hit me up, I'm in the house. I'm either in this room that I'm sitting in right now, which is my bedroom, the master bedroom, or I'm downstairs on the couch. <laughs> or you <laughs> hooping, and that's it. Yeah, and the crazy part is, is I hoop one I hoop one time a week because I work 10-hour shifts mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Um, so I try and spend, you know, obviously time with my family and stuff like that. So I hoop one time a week. And it's early in the morning, so then that way the rest of my day is dedicated to whatever it is that my lovely ladies would like to do. But yeah. seven, but from eight a.m. to twelve p.m. That's the Thunderdome for me. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome because um, in there, just and you know what? Another thing that it brings me to that point: um, people need outlets. Mm-hmm really need outlets like that's why i still play once a week like it doesn't matter how shitty i feel i force myself to get up and i play once a week. got to yeah i know you sometimes especially as men we need a physical outlet or we mm-hmm. will actually implode and we will shut down and it's not pretty like there's times where it's like say you're having issues or whatever you and your girl arguing blah 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 go lift some weights big dog because I promise you, you keep you keep arguing with her and keep arguing with her and keep arguing with her. You're gonna implode at some point. You're gonna say, yeah. "I'm not gonna." Maybe you may not implode on her, but you're gonna implode on somebody, and it's yeah. not because it's uh-huh. either it's either gonna be somebody important at your job or a family member that don't need to hear that shit, or you know, worst case scenario, the girl herself. And once that happens, now you didn't put that sour taste out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not good. And you, and you feel better generally afterwards, anyways. Even oh, if you don't got to like get it out. I want to touch on the um. What's up? You know how many and ones I scream on Sundays? One and one and one and someone's face. <laughs> oh, that's wild. I want to touch on the student athlete thing though, for real quick. One more thing. It's like yes, well, it's a lot of pressure. If they have the right support system in place, pushing towards that can be super rewarding. Yes. I think for people. So I like I I don't it's not bad it's not bad for generally as a thing, but it can be become very bad very quickly if things aren't in place. I just wanted to add that caveat in. Oh no, hundred percent. Like I will tell you this, when I found out remember when you asked me how I felt about being a dad before yeah. you got here? Yeah. Scared. <laughs> a whole human is coming out of my human. <laughs> and now I gotta make sure this human makes it to our size, and then we can chew her off with the other humans. <laughs> 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 <It's> scary. 
But I will say this, like, just like you were saying, like a support system, like my mom, her mom, like, um, my dad, like everybody, everybody was, was really, really good about making sure, like, you know, I knew what I needed to know. And then on top of that, like with the baby shower, everyone that sent baby shower gifts, regardless on if it's just a baby shower gift, people don't even understand how far that shit really goes, especially as a parent. Like I thought, I thought she was going to be sweet when she came out. And when I say it absolutely was not, <laughs> sir, it was the, <laughs> wow, first off the, the whole delivery sequence. I don't know if I ever told you the story we nah. went to the hospital on a, we went to the hospital, right. And we're like, I think she's I'm in my head. I'm like, she's having the baby. It's the time. Like, let's yeah. have the baby right now. They're like, oh, okay, we'll do some tests. Da, 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 da. So all these tests get ran, blah, 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 blah. Hours have gone by. I can't sleep. I can't do anything. One, because I'm sitting in a chair, and I'm not that old yet. I can't sleep in chairs. Two, <laughs> it's cold as hell. If you've ever been in a hospital, you know it's extra cold in there at all times. And I'm in yeah. a short sleeve shirt. No socks, Crocs, toes out, all that. Oh, and you were not prepared, sir. Not at all, because this was a spur. Like, if, if, for all my baby havers, you know, it's usually a spur of a moment kind of thing. It yeah, but now I know if but, this happens, I'm grabbing sweatshirts. So you're supposed to have a backpack. I, I did have my backpack. It's just that when the when the moment happens, you still it's still just so just and just so crazy that it's like what. Like, you could have everything sitting right in front of you, and I guarantee you're going to be like, holy shit, where is it? Yeah, you'll forget something. Yeah, because it, it doesn't matter. You could have that shit all planned to the T. I didn't forget a single thing. I had everything I needed. It's just that when it was time to actually go, I was so shooketh. I didn't know where to look, where to start. Like, what? basically, they ran all the tests, right? And then they literally keep us there until, like, I want to say 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. When do y'all get there? And they're like, like well, how how long had it been by then? Uh, so we went in there at like eight p.m. No, oh, so like twelve hours. Yeah, so it had been twelve hours. I did not sleep the whole time, and then they were like, "Well, unfortunately, she's not able to have the baby yet. It's not time." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> I just sat here like, twelve Pop hours. That baby out right now. <laughs> twelve hours, and you're telling me y'all can't like just reach in there and grab her or something. Like, I don't know, but they're like, no, you guys are going to have to just wait it out. And Ty is an absolute excruciating pain. She's bawling her eyes out. She cannot take it anymore. She's ready for this baby to come out. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. So I'm like, what makes people feel better? Chick-fil-A. Shout out Chick-fil-A. So we go get Chick-fil-A breakfast. I shit you not. This is all a true story. I go get Chick-fil-A breakfast. We drive on the shitty Richmond roads back through all the potholes, blah, 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 all this great stuff, right? You're one big bump away from that baby popping out. It's better. We make it all the way home. Uh-huh. You want to know how bad this day was? We make it all the way home, right? There's a oh, there's a short bus parked in, my, in front of my parking spot. We have assigned spots at my apartment. So there's a short bus that picks up, you know, one of the family's kids mm-hmm. to take them to school or whatever. So I'm literally losing it because they're there for like 20 minutes. So I'm sitting in the car for an extra 20 minutes in front of the parking spot. This is my car. This is my parking spot. This is the bus. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm literally waiting. Like, I really need to get into my parking spot. I want to go to sleep. I'm over this day. I'm, t- I'm done. She's still crying. She's upset. She just wants to eat her Chick-fil-A and, and go on about her business. Once we get out the car, stuff starts feeling weird for her. And she's like, I'm, I'm in pain. And I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. So if you've ever seen the big medicine ball things or whatever that you bounce on, mm-hmm. we have one of those. So we're like, I'm like, all right, you sit on this and bounce on this for, you know, till you fall over or something. I'm going to go take a shower. So I go <laughs> upstairs, right? I call my mom. I'm like, mom, do you mind? Because I was like, I, I haven't slept yet. I was like, I don't know if the baby's coming yet, whatever. But I just need to sleep so that way I can be prepared because the damn hospital is a 30-minute drive. Yeah. So I was like, okay, mom, come over here, da, da 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 So my mom's like, all right, I'll come over there. So my mom lives 10 minutes away. She's literally te- she texting me that she's literally walking out of the house right now. As soon as I start the shower, I go into, the, I go into my beautiful master bedroom. I grab my Chick-fil-A sandwich, and as soon as I'm about to take a bite, you know what I hear? Jay! Jay! My water broke! (laughs) But I'm so sleepy. I didn't register what she said, so I just stood at the top of the stairs thinking if I was hearing things. And I was like, I honestly don't know if I want to go down there in case that baby really is coming out right now. (laughs) So then I'm like, what'd you say? And in like the most like eruptively demonic voice, my water broke. And I'm like, oh shit, this is the real deal. This is the real deal. So literally I've been in the house this whole time that's elapsed while I've been in the house has been at least 15 minutes. So I go turn the shower off. I have to put my Chick-fil-A sandwich back in the bag and then I forgot it. I'd have inhaled that shit, dude. I forgot it. No, there was, when I say you don't, you can't think about anything else except for A to B, because that's the only thing I can think of. And I, we shit you not, we got in that car, fam. As soon as I put that shit in reverse, I don't think I stopped for any lights, no stop signs. I think I had to be going at least any, anything that was a 45, I was going 60. Anything that pulled over? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And if they were going to pull me over, I had already made up in my mind I was not stopping. <laughs> there was nothing that was going to keep me from getting to that hospital in 0.5 seconds. And that 30-minute drive was 15 minutes when we went. Yeah, big win. I was like, there's no shot. And it was so crazy. We didn't even get to change clothes. We were still in the same clothes that we had just left the hospital in. We come back. We have to go to the same unit. The same ladies are there. We ring the doorbell, and the lady's like, oh, did you guys leave something? I'm like, yeah, the baby is ready. <laughs> like, let's do this. Like, and she's like, oh, she's ready? Then sat in there for like an hour or something until she was finally ready to push the baby out. And then, lo and behold, my beautiful daughter was born. It was crazy. That's all fucking I had wild. that day was a cup of coffee. That's wild. Stressful. Stood right there the whole time. 10 out of 10, men, if you don't watch your woman give birth, you're not really, you're not really in there. You got to see the whole thing happen. Cut that umbilical cord, dads. Cut that umbilical cord. Have to. How old, is she, how old is she now? <laughs> She's almost six months. Uh, that's wild, dude. Yep. Uh, almost a half a year now. Soon she'll be having her first birthday. 
She already says a lot of things. Not clearly, but you can tell their words. She talks a lot. It's scary. And she's uh, quite strong for some reason. Like, really, really strong. <laughs> they give her a, uh, already give her a basketball. She's hooping already. First game, dropping 30-piece. You like to watch it. I, it's, it's so crazy, like, when you really look at babies, because it's like you don't really think about babies as being, like, like overall, and, yeah, inte- like just intelligent entities in the world. They're just babies. Yeah. But fam, they are so interesting. Like everything they do is just so interesting. Like she literally watches TV as if she knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. It's and so weird. Like, and I'm just like, what do you do? What are you even getting out of this? You don't even know what's happening. But you like, dog, I'll be watching the show and she'll literally just be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Like, like, she really gets the plot. And I'm like, this is too complex for you. Yeah. What, like, what? Now, when she watches basketball, it's crazy. She's glued and doesn't make a noise. She will sit through a full WNBA, NBA, NCAA, any kind of basketball game. Even YouTube basketball. She will sit through that and just Damn. study. And I'm like, well, okay. I guess we might have found the thing. <laughs> she watching film. <laughs> hey, when she was a newborn, and this is for all the dads out there, when you have a brand new child, it could be boy or girl, doesn't matter, because we do support women's basketball out here. Oh, um, yeah. When your kid comes out, fam, your kid is going to be, especially if your baby is born after, like, 2020, your baby is going to be born absolutely curious as hell. So go ahead and get them them highlights. Pick your favorite player. I don't care. <laughs> Girl dads, I definitely promote showing them WNBA first. You know what I'm saying? Show them WNBA. And, and, and what is the appropriate time frame for this? Oh, so my baby was watching film the first day back home. You're so stupid. <laughs> she had only been born for three days, and my baby was already on film. I got the videos on my phone. She's the real deal Holyfield. She knows what time it is when film sessions are in. And she's all about them. She's got media places in this house to sit down and watch this. It's all right. I thought, I thought our dog had to watch soccer. That's so fine. She, she watched the whole W, her first day home, she watched a whole L.A. Sparks game and loved every bit of it. Then I showed her Maya Moore, uh, Maya Moore highlights from when she was super, super, super. Baller. She's so good. So good with it. When she was literally LeBron James, shout out Maya Moore. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was eating that up. She was like, I want to be this. <laughs> That's the look she had in her eye. Like, yeah, this could be me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, sky's the limit, Chief. It really is. What do you think about, what do you think about the whole Brittany Griner thing now, now that we're on WNBA? Yo, I have so many mixed emotions about that. <laughs> like... <laughs> You had weed in Russia? Come yeah. on. What do you That's... think? That's the only thing I really have to say about it. Because everyone's like, oh, this was LeBron James. This was the... And in my head, I'm just like, and I say this with all due respect. <laughs> I'm not saying that LeBron is above the law, but when are you going to catch LeBron James in Russia with weed? Never. Exactly my point. Now, I do think that obviously there's not a great sense of urgency for her because of possibly, and people need to hear me out, possibly because it is a weed offense. Like, what if she got caught with that same weed in the U.S.? Would we be still making that same, you know? 
no, so they that, wouldn't. Same, that same noise or, or what? Because, you know, last I checked, when you're a criminal, you're a criminal. Like, I'm again, not saying she's a criminal, but, you know, when you do break the law, shit happens, especially in foreign countries. Like, especially Russia. Especially Mother Russia. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You think, <laughs> what the kids called him, Daddy Putin? You think Daddy Putin's <laughs> playing that shit? Hell you know, he, he's shirtless riding on a polar bear. Facts. Nobody, Daddy P don't play that shit. Not with the weed, no. Like, there's parts of Asia you can't even say weed and you going to jail. Yeah. Like, dude, I, real tangent. In the World Cup in the Middle East, in like three months, they have alcohol sponsors, but they're not allowed to serve any alcohol in the stadiums because they're Muslim countries. So I think that's hilarious. But anyways, wild. But anyways, yeah, they, yeah. I was like, you'll never catch LeBron with weed in in yeah. Russia. Why would Le- first off LeBron flies private? <laughs> yeah, he owns a jet. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That's what you do when you're rich. You buy a jet, <laughs> so that way you you're above the law. That's that's how you stay above the law. You got to do rich people things. You can't have weed and then go fly coach. Nah, it doesn't work. Yeah, like obviously, it sucks that she's there, but hundred percent. And- it's just so crazy, like. I just like I feel like this. I don't even know if that's the actual story. What if she didn't even have me? What if that was just the best thing that they could they could say that she did? I don't know. Well, did you hear? Do you hear the guy that we offered to like give them back for her? We're literally like, if this was two K, this was the shittiest trade proposal I've ever seen in my life. What we're we're supposed to give them back an arms dealer? Two, two of them. Two. Oh, that's even worse. An arms dealer and then some like straight up mercenary. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I'm sure when they stand on top of each other's shoulders, they're about as tall as Brittany Griner, but that's not the equivalent. No. You should be giving them back, like, some dude that got lost at Disneyland or some shit. Like, (laughs) you want to know what's so crazy about it that I didn't even know? Brittany Griner was playing in Russia, right? But not just playing. She's a star. Yeah, yeah. In Russia. Superstar. A superstar. She gets more respect there than she does. Like Two Bird and all of them go play over there in the off season for like because the oligarchs pay them bank. Yeah, the contract, the overseas contracts are absolutely stupendous for them. Yeah, they're killing it. They're they're living their best life, and oh my god, we love you, Two Bird. Yeah, she's great. It's great. You seen her on Reddick's podcast? Uh uh She was on JJ Reddick's podcast a couple times. Super interesting. She's great. Man, I can't believe what's-his-name is beefing with J.J. Reddick. That shit's crazy to me. Who? Mr. Logo himself, Jerry West. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's so stupid. <laughs> he didn't like what J.J. said, but let's keep it a bean, dude. Nobody ever thought about it, but, like, the ball players back in the 50s and 60s, they really dead-ass were, like, cable guys, plumbers that were just too tall to be doing regular work. Hey, have you, <laughs> dude, have you watched a film with, like, some of those players, bro? Yes. Like, when they dribble... To the left, they use their right hand across their body. Oh yeah, yeah, wild. It, like I mean, granted, I get you know progression of the game has changed immensely since then. But if I'm Jerry West, big dog, I'm not saying a gosh darn word to no, no change. No, right? 
JJ Reddick would if JJ Reddick, the same play style, was playing in the fifties, that man was Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, averaging fifty averaging a hundred points a game. Easy. <laughs> what? Come, come off screens, splash, 800 times a game. J.J. Redick back then with that lack of defense and just non-people, there's moves that people just haven't even seen yet. Yeah, J.J.'s going for at least 100 in the first half. Easy. <laughs> then he'll get 50 assists because he's just going to swing that bitch after that. That's nah, they'll, they'll miss all the shots. 25 assists. Ugh. No, it's it's so crazy. Jerry West, old as hell, and you're beefing with freaking JJ Redding. That's why I don't like these like go like these conversations where it's like who's better. It's like now they're all better now. Like you put KD back in like the seventies, bro. He's averaging like eight hundred points a game. Like, yeah, like, because like, he'd be the tallest person on the court and like the fastest. The fastest, yeah. He's literally Wilt Chamberlain, basically. Yeah, yeah. Wilt Cham- Wilt Chamberlain, but fast. It's like. Well, no. According to, according to the legend, because I don't know if you know, man, Will Chamberlain, <laughs> Will Chamberlain's legends. I just got to shout out to anyone that has any Will Chamberlain legend stories because Will Chamberlain's legend is absolutely outrageous. Like, and it's so crazy because it it seems so true because no one can disprove any of it. Yeah, none of it. Apparently, at seven feet tall, the Will Chamberlain had a what fifty inch vertical. That shit is absurd. <laughs> Seven feet tall, fam. That's you know, insane. 50 inches is a lot of inches off the ground at seven feet tall. <laughs> what like what was um what was Gerald Green's like forty eight, something like that? Yeah, the record the record is like forty eight point five. Who was it? Was it Gerald Green? Uh or was it Wig- was it Wiggins? One of them, too. I think what you call it might have it now. Mac. Oh, yeah, he might. He's oh, no. But anyways, like, those dudes can fly. Like, it's, it's, and it's and Wilt Chamberlain doing that with no, like, strength training, no plyos, no ah, none of yeah. that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, dude. And then you want to know what makes it even soft? And the shoes. No shot. You land. You land. If you jump fifty inches in the air and you land in those know, shoes, man, you are breaking Bill your Russell, heel. After these Bill Russell highlights have been getting released, I'm honestly now more inclined to believe more things about Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> those Bill Russell highlights. This dude jumped from the damn free throw line for a finger roll, and still oh, had hella, hella time to dunk that shit in converses. <laughs> that's that's wild. Maybe I, I'm mistaken. I don't know. I, if, I know if I jumped in a pair of Converse's, I would have to go to the ER immediately after. <laughs> I don't even think, one, I would go anywhere, and two, I'm pretty sure everything from my knee down would explode. Because there's no <laughs> shot in the world that I am built to do that at all. Like, no, none. Converse's? No, no, sir. Dude, people lifting them because they have no support. And it's supposed yeah, to be like you're lifting I, I bare feet. People lifting in, in Converse's or going to work out in Converse's. Even that, I don't even want to do that. I'll wear Converse's just to sit around. That's about I just, it. I just take my shoes off when I go do that. If I don't, if I want to like squat, I just take my shoes off. Yep. Well, Which, whatever. I spray them with Febreze first, so it's fine. But 
gotta you know. Hit, gotta hit that breeze on there. Shout yeah, out. you have to. If you're if you're not a Febreze kind of person, Bath and Body Works, ladies and gentlemen, is there for men and women. Love yourself. That's true. That's Treat true. I got the lotions and the fucking body washes and everything. Yes, sir. I keep I keeps me some spray. Shout out to all the stoners out there. Keep your spray on me. Make hey, bro. Sure. Remember uh, right before we started this, we were like, we'll just chat, and then before we know it, it'll be ten. Nine <laughs> fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a good place to end. Nine city. I feel like this is a good place to end, bro. I'm here for it. It's wild. I feel Your like dad I'm, now. You got COVID. Dad, doing I'm dad with COVID. I turned thirty and got COVID the same day. That is an old man's immune system, ladies and gentlemen. Don't age. Stay <laughs> <laughs> young forever. Oh, I don't know God. how you do it, but do it. <laughs> Elon, Elon will figure a way out. Oh, yeah. dude, did you see? Yo. <laughs> Elon. Right, we're not, we're not, we're not ending. We got more shit to talk about. Did you see, Elon. did you see his tweet where he tweeted a, a picture of Bill Gates and then the pregnant man emoji and then said, this is enough to make anyone feel repulsed or like something. <laughs> no, that picture of him by the pool with his chest out was, enough. that's insane. He's an alien. He has to be an alien. There is 100% a little person in there controlling that. And I don't mean little person by little person human. I mean little alien. <laughs> Dude, it's got to be. It's got to be, bro. Did Just you like see um, Mark Cuban was on some podcast and he was texting um, Elon. He's like, oh, congrats about your kid. What the fuck did he say? And he replied with like some shit like, Oh, just gotta gotta stave off like underpopulation or something stupid. Fuck, I butchered that. I need to go find it. I'll send it to you afterwards. The best thing he ever did though was when he smoked weed on Rogan, and Rogan was asking him about the flamethrowers. You know, he sold flamethrowers right in California. Yeah, he's a he's a, an impressive. And he and he called them not flamethrowers to like fuck with the state of California because they're like you're not allowed to sell weapons. And he was like, so I'll call them not flamethrowers. And he sold. 20,000 of them in like four days and Rogan's like why did you do this like that's not like that doesn't seem like a good idea and he was like oh it's a horrible idea we told everyone to not buy them he was like how many did you sell he's like 20,000 in four days like, <laughs> Elon is the perfect example of money just don't need to be in everybody hands <laughs> he's that so like, he's so smart though that's the he's thing so, like, yeah he's so smart it's like he does need this money but at the same time someone needs to be monitoring this man because he's like one billion dollars he's like one dollar away from doofenshmirtz like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good comparison villain. You can be an evil villain or Lex Luthor like that. <laughs> all it takes is for him to get mad at the wrong person, and we are all hit. That man is going to have us all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tweeted one is the um, when Rafiki's holding up Simba, but it's uh-huh. he put his face on Rafiki and put the Dogecoin on Simba when he was messing with Dogecoin on Twitter. <laughs> he tweeted the picture and said, you're welcome. That man's is literally walking revenue. <laughs> Dude, he's so funny. He's like him and Trump like are professional similar. shit posters basically. Similar similar people for sure. Yeah. They got into it on Twitter the other day after or like a couple weeks ago. I forgot why. I don't know. But it's like who who 
you can't. I would never disrespect Elon Musk to his face. No. But we'll tell him that he looks like an alien on some podcast that 30 people watch. That's fine. Recorded is different. To his face, directly disrespecting him? No. He has way too much money. He, I feel like he genuinely has a button that he presses and you just disappear. That's I think so. I think he likes, I don't know. No, I don't, I'm not saying he's a bad person, but I'm just saying. I think Bill Gates like, has if, that to, if you were to try him, like if someone was to actually genuinely challenge Elon, Oh yeah, it would be raps. Let's. This is the same man that bought Twitter. People. He didn't buy it anymore. Well, it's still in the works. Oh yeah, I, guess. I don't know because because uh, one, they don't know what the hell he's gonna do with it because that man is gonna turn that shit into something ridiculous. I can. I see. hope he just turns it off. Honestly, probably be better for everyone. He is gonna turn that shit into an absolute doo doo fest. <laughs> more more than it already is. It's so crazy because it's like it started off as just a big forum, and then Twitter just erupted into social. Yeah, media. like you remember when you would tweet like just you're at, and then like is eating pizza. Yeah, and now it's like that not no. It's wild. Now it's like yeah. Now you just tweet, man, and it's it's so wild how simple that shit is. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, All right. Well, now it's a good place then. We got five more. We got five more minutes. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate your time, man. No, this is no, an- another good one. Another good one for sure. Another banger alert. Has to. All right. We're stuck. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>